0: Welcome back to Bankrupt Overland. LJ here, and we've got Steve and Jeff also hanging out. What's up, guys? What's up, man? How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I am back in the swing of life, uh, ready to get back out into the woods again. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Ain't that the truth? Get out of the... I mean, you did it. We're gonna get into it, but you had you had a good wood experience for a while. So it was
0: a good wood experience, yes. <laughs> I, I'll say that you're
1: definitely an overlander now. Yes, so. a, lot of,
0: a lot of old growth wood uh, was mm. was yeah was had.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: um, so yeah, of- yeah. We had a good time. Yeah, we're gonna get into that tonight. So we're gonna we're gonna talk through the the trip that White and I took out west. Um, and and yeah, I guess the. The initiation into real overlanding, right? When that was my my first trip over a full week. So um, that's awesome. I think that that's kind of the feel like that's a that's a line you got to get over when you start getting into this kind of stuff.
2: (laughs) An extended trip beyond uh, just weekends. There's a lot of planning into it, man. There's there's a lot of planning.
0: There there was, there was. But before (laughs) we get into that, let's talk about what we've done since we uh, last talked with Kurt. Which was an awesome yeah. conversation, by the way. Um, talking with them,
2: that was yeah, It
0: was a lot of fun. That was solid, deep very, deep very solid. Kurt Williams, yeah, tons
1: yeah. Of- uh, so yeah. I guess yeah, I've been I've been uh, doing a little bit of work on the cruiser. Um, a couple weeks ago, I put some new brakes on, and I'm just kind of getting like a a weird pedal feel. It's just not normal. I've always had kind of a an ongoing like issue with the pedal. Um, it it worked really well. And then all of a sudden it would just kind of feel a little bit hard. Mm -hmm. Um, the pedal wouldn't be hard, but the braking would kind of be hard and it just didn't feel right. So, um, I ended up buying a new master cylinder, um, should get it, uh, next, uh, I think Thursday this week. And, um, I'm going to replace the master cylinder. Mm -hmm. I have replaced the booster already. Um, And that made the pedal nice and soft, you know, so it wasn't, you know, any, for the vacuum force was enough to, you know, compensate for the brake pedal. Um, but what I didn't replace yet was the master cylinder. So I was going to do a a master cylinder rebuild kit. Mm -hmm. Um, but I'm just like, Hey, for a hundred more bucks or whatever it was, I can just get a new master cylinder and then just check that off. So I got the OEM Toyota ASIN, whatever replacement brand, um, one and then I also picked up a vacuum bleeder um, yesterday at uh, Harbor Freight. And it
2: was pretty cool, yeah. I was watching, yeah. Of that videos. I mean, that was awesome
1: actually. <laughs> it, if you don't have a vacuum, I've always wanted one. I've, I've borrowed my friends, yeah. like, you have like the hand pump ones. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've used the hand pump ones, but I just seem I don't seem like I get enough suction out of it, so I ended up getting a power booster or power vacuum booster or vacuum whatever bleeder (laughs) from Harbor Freight. It was like 32 bucks and you hook your compressor up to it and it it basically creates a vacuum and you put it on the bleeder and it just sucks the fluid through. So I was able to suck through pretty much a whole, one of the large bottles of brake fluid in like 15 minutes without another person in the vehicle. Um, You didn't even have to touch the brake pedal. So it just sucks it through. Um, worked, worked awesome. It's worth, uh, every, every dollar. Um, (laughs) um, and it's better than the wife having to sit there and pump the brakes. So, um, yeah, very excited on that one. Um, I'll use it again when I do the, um, master cylinder. Um, that's pretty much what I've been working on. Um, nothing too much more. And I actually did do one more thing on the cruiser. So, on the back, in the back by the fridge, I have a seven gallon water tank with an electric heater inside. And I did end up putting a temperature controlled thermostat for it. So I have the ability to set a temperature on the unit. So you hit the set button and you put in the desired temperature and it'll kick on and off the electric heater um, and get the water to the exact temperature. So before... I'd have to be driving and I'd yeah. flick flick on the heater and it would take about an hour to two hours, depending on how cool it was. Mm-hmm. And I'd have to, you know, pull over and turn the heater off and get out. Now <laughs> I just set the thermostat, man, that's and it's awesome. it'll just keep it on. And i um, super excited to try that out this winter um, when it's cold out. Mm. So I can flick it on um, during the day and um, also, you know, just let it run all day.
2: Man, that's awesome. Because before it was just like a, like you were saying just a passive system it would heat up until hell, as hot as it could get yeah, right
1: it would heat up till i mean i got it one time i i stopped and it was 121 oh. degrees i think it was
2: <laughs> that that some speed. yeah yeah that would be that and
1: hot. <laughs> that's where i got the picture of me on the top of my cruiser yeah. taking a shower and walker walker was taking pictures of uh what me doing that oh walker <laughs> oh man um <laughs> Yeah, and I was like burning my skin. My my chest was like bright red from like the water oh, It was God. so hot. But you I got that a cool photo down
2: just to get your, your skin tone normal.
1: Yeah, had a had a cool yeah. had a cool photo to show. So I'm an overlander. Man. That's all I care about.
2: Yeah. No, that is
0: so. Yeah, that's my top, uh, photograph. Yeah,
2: Man. exactly. Um, so for me, I've been kind of planning my next. Mod uh, and I'll, I'll get into it. So currently, my solar system is a passive system, right? So it's not hooked up 100% of the time. Uh, so I just run a, a cable to my Anderson plug to my, whenever I get to camp, um, to my solar panel and then it's plugged in and running. But I was talking with um, Dan Greck. He's uh, the guy behind the road chose me. He did like the, the giant um, uh, Antarctica or not, it was Alaska to Argentina. And then the Africa yeah. trip, and he's right now in Australia, and I was talking with him because he's running a very similar setup, the Renogy um, DC-DC30 with a 50-amp-hour battery and a solar panel. So uh, I shot him a message. I said, hey, why are you going to do 100% solar when you can just rely on your alternator? And he kind of threw that question back at me. He was like, why are you going to rely on your alternator to charge your battery? I was like, that's a good point. <laughs> you know, <laughs> why, why, why waste that, that power? And, and I mean maybe a little bit of engine performance, but I guess more of the longevity of it, um, to dump 30 amps in there when I could throttle that back to, I think it's like 15 and then get six from the solar panel. Um, But the solar panel would be hooked up all the time. So right now I'm kind of planning the the install of that. And I have a couple options. I can run a wire through the bolt holes from the factory roof rack. Um, I could drill a hole in the roof, which I don't wanna do. Oh, oh, come wing. on, Yeah. It's not that well, bad. You just get a drill. Again. It's just its
1: not that big of a deal. It's just another hole. Gonna... There's
2: so many holes already <laughs> in it. Just one, one tiny hole if I mess up. You know, just got to deal with water. No, I had a Jeep. You start have... small and you make it bigger.
0: <laughs> so you, you oh, start small
1: hell? and you screw it up. Yeah, and then you just go to the biggest okay. bit and then... You know, if you screw up and it's mm. off, you just kind of move it over a little if bit. You wow. to.
0: Just get one of those bits where they're going to get bigger as you go down. The step and you, if it messes yeah. up, just make it a bigger hole. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I have one of those. The issue that I. Had, so, two, two reasons why I don't want to drill through the roof is A, I have to pull off the tent. And in order to get that tent off, I have to use a damn tractor. Like, legitimately. That's, a heavy, a, that's a heavy tent. 220 pounds. I yeah. cannot muscle that thing off the roof. So, um, I'd have to remove the tent and I've done that to re-spray my roof rack. I don't want to do that. So first option is go through the bolt holes that are already in for the roof rack. Or second option, and um, Mike uh, clued me in on this, there's like a perfect channel down the windshield of the 100 Series that you can like stuff wires down. So I could stuff the wires down into the engine bay and then run them through the firewall. But that's a lot of wire. Didn't you already? Didn't you already uh, listen, yeah. have an issue Going listen. through the firewall Like 3 or 4 episodes ago When we had yeah, the firewall incident What had what happened was
0: have <laughs> we not learned from, no. from our previous transgressions
2: <laughs> I'd rather run it through the firewall Than cut a hole in my roof I guess I don't know that, that Hit oxygen. an airbag sensor
1: and boom
2: <laughs> That wouldn't be fun Don't um, got a leak though No <laughs> <laughs> now, Mike did say I could run it through the sunroof or the moonroof, and I was like, How do you do that? He's like, He pushed a button, showed me a video, pushed a button, opened it, and dropped a wire down. <laughs> and I gave him a middle finger. I an asshole. <laughs> Smart ass. So I've got some planning to do. You know, I got to figure out what kind of wire I can run or what <laughs> gauge wire I need to run. Um,
1: what about the back hatch?
2: I guess there is a grommet back there. Yeah, there's a grommet. The only thing is that my, my tent is wedged. So. I guess if I want to make a super clean install, I would go through the front. Oh, uh, you'd
1: have to right. go. Yeah, i would have, have to go all the way the, way front, to the front and all the way back. way back,
2: and then back down, and then to the Vic second row seats. You know, <laughs> zigzag. Yeah, so I'd, I'd spend like you know, by twenty feet, forty feet of wire just to run, run that. <laughs> yeah. Um,
1: so I mean, there's so you didn't talk about the option that I'm running right now, Steve.
2: <laughs> What's that?
1: I have mine going down the A pillar. But I just put duct tape over it. That's
2: why yours is a duct tape (laughs) Land Cruiser. (laughs) Because
1: my Land Cruiser is gray like (laughs) duct tape.
2: Perfect. (laughs) I've got to find some Galactic mica duct tape that maybe I can.
1: (laughs) I mean, you could do like that leopard print or like the pink zebra. Like they have that at Home Depot.
2: I might do that. Stand out. Be brave. Yeah, I got to.
1: (laughs) pink and do you want drink. cold beer in your fridge or do you want to have some pretty wires you know you got to pick and choose yeah
2: you got a point there so <laughs> no I'm, I'm still in the early planning phases i mean i have other priorities right now so get those fixed and then i'll work on the solar so
0: nice nice all right yeah i haven't been doing anything uh, <laughs> I, i'd overlanded out for a while there yeah. so uh Getting, getting life back together we had a lazy weekend went to the lake last weekend it's yeah nice. i'm not uh, i mean i guess that's outdoors but it's just outdoors mm-hmm. in a different way over watering is that a, is that a Over-watering? thing watering yes. they just call it boating, yeah. i guess <laughs> i guess <it. laughs> i
1: mean overlanding i mean
2: yeah I mean, we drove I to know. the lake uh, <laughs> <laughs> did you take your tahoe or did you take the lancers or there's a difference
0: uh I took the time. I took the yeah okay the <laughs> <laughs> there oh man uh it has a TV All right, in well it. and so the kids you know it, it oh, makes yeah. things it makes things a lot a lot easier sure driving two hours out the road um <laughs> yeah, so yeah it does. so I haven't done much um as by the way of that, I did clean the Land Cruiser up and you know get all that stuff back to normal, yeah. and make it to where it carries around kids and baseball gear and all that <laughs> stuff again. So that's that's actually really sad. That's a sad moment. Like I don't know if that happens to y'all, but like breaking the car down after you do a big trip, it's just like man, yeah, it this is kind is. of depressing. It's over. Yeah.
1: Okay. I just don't do it. I just, <laughs> just I just keep all the stuff in there. I keep at least one chair in there at all times, just so I feel like I could go camping if, if I, I want to. I'm I'm right there, <laughs> so close.
0: Like I didn't put the back seat in for like a week almost, and Eric was like, "All right, you got to like you got to start driving the car a little bit to pick the kids up." Like, put your damn seat. <laughs> yeah.
1: Did you take out the middle row for your trip?
0: I, I took out the the double seat. Yeah, the middle row, the double seat for the mm-hmm. fridge, and the fridge sat right into that that slot right there.
1: Okay, so right by gotcha. the driver's seat, double it has seat. that. Uh, oh, gotcha. Yep. It's yep. This
0: middle yep. and and I guess left hand back seat. Yep. Uh you take gotcha. it out as a, as a as a pair, and then uh Wyatt rode in the other single single shot seat. Forty. Those are heavy, huh? Yeah, yeah. Those seats are very heavy. They're very, very heavy. Very heavy. I was surprised. I was. I was caught off guard when I actually caught all the weight at one time yeah. on my hill. I was just like this is not <laughs> smart. Oh, that's
2: right. Oh my
0: god! <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I come out, I come out of the, of the Land Cruiser, and I'm like backing out. It finally like gets up, and I just like take three steps, and I'm like that third step. I'm like, hold on, knee. You got it. You got it, big dog. Hold there for me. <laughs> CrossFit training came into play. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. So now they're they're pretty heavy. Um, but yeah, that's where, that's where we ended up running the fridge. So, uh, so we had to get it out of there. And so, yeah, it took me a week to get it back in. Finally got it back in and yeah, cleaned up the car, got it back to normal duties uh, of real overlanding, um, overlanding to the mall and Starbucks and work and things like that. Yeah, (laughs) that's true.
2: (laughs) The important place is Target and Starbucks.
0: Right. Right.
1: Well, let's let's talk about the fun part then of, of not having to go back and doing the pavement pounding and talk about the, the dirt pounding that you did yeah. on your trip. Yeah. So, so I, I haven't gotten like the full story. I got the, the summed up one. We kind of talked, you know, you beelined it, didn't sleep, drove like 300,000 <laughs> hours, stayed in a hotel, went mountain biking once. And what else? So we never guess, actually the stayed in a
0: hotel.
1: Uh, Oh, you didn't
0: zero hotels. We did stay in a cabin.
1: Wow. So it's
0: not a hotel, but yeah, it is a cabin.
1: No, 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 doesn't count.
0: Um. So we so we headed out um on a Thursday and went to the Ozarks. So we looked at it and we're looking like you know it's twenty two hours and we started to plan this thing out the drive out. Um. So we're like, okay, twenty two hours. I, you know, in college, we used to um, all pile up in a, you know, a 1980s Dodge conversion van the day after Christmas <laughs> and like cannonball 24 hours straight to Colorado yeah. and go snowboard, live out of a van. But that was, that was before overlanding was a thing. We used to just do that. And that's what yeah. we would do for, you know, 10 days and then come back to school when school started. Yep. Um, and, and so I was like, I know if I need to, I can, uh, I can, uh, Go ahead and get out there and make it happen, right? So mm-hmm. we started planning and got. we looked at it and, and we really thought, okay, there's a couple of really good places to to make sure we, we stop at. The Ozarks is obviously a very easy choice to make because it's, it's about a day's drive out. And then mm-hmm. the next spot for us was, was New Mexico. So we'll start with the Ozarks. And in the Ozarks, we decided to try to find something that was close off the interstate, um mm-hmm. because we didn't want to be driving too far and we also didn't want to have to have to go look for a campsite if that makes sense we wanted to be able to go out and and just know we we're going to be able to make it somewhere quick after being on the road like that so mm-hmm. we ended up staying in devil's den state park which is probably cool 30 minutes off of interstate 40 right around fort smith and so um okay. went off, hit that, um, got down there, and went ahead and just had a cabin reserve because it was like ninety-five degrees and you know, yeah. middle of summer in the southeast. So went ahead and, and had a cabin reserve there, got in, stayed at the cabin. It was kind of funny because when we pulled in to the actual um campground, uh I realized that my uh uh what what is it? I can't remember the name of it now. It's on the back of the radiator goes around the fan, fan shroud, uh, fan Fran shroud yeah. Fran shroud is broken in that eight hour drive. And I think it had broken from what? when I went to the dirt devil and broke my motor mount, <laughs> <And then laughs> my, my fan blade was into my shroud. Yeah. When we fixed the motor mount, we never addressed the shroud. And so yeah. oh, man. On the, somewhere between Nashville and Devil's Den, that fan mm-hmm. shroud broke completely. And so I'm going through oh, this man. this campground, and every time I hit any type of a hill and I get above 2,000 RPMs, you hear whack 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 whack. It's amazing, enormously <laughs> <laughs> really loud, man. Just hitting it, and so that's funny. I like I go finally we get to our, our campsite or our, our cabin, uh, and I unload some stuff. I try to look, and I can't figure it out. I'm like, what's going on here? And I was like, we fixed the motor mount. Why is this happening? And I can move the radiator and it's kind of, I can make the sound go away a little bit. And so I'm going, what the heck's going on here? Couldn't Mm -hmm. figure it out. We figured, hey, we're here. Let's go mountain biking. So we went and rode mountain bikes on Arkansas's first established mountain bike trail. Was that devil's name? Cool. Well, we ended up choosing that. So went and rode that, rode for about an hour out there on that trail, um, came back in, and they actually had a pool with, like, lifeguards there. So naturally, my eight-year-old was like, let's go to the pool. So we went to the pool <laughs> and hung out by the of pool. course. Um,
1: <laughs> Heck yeah. He just drove, what, eight hours? Yeah.
0: Nine hours? So went over to the pool. They had, like, this couple slides. So, of course, he's, like, sliding on slides, having a good time. Uh, yeah. start settling down. That they actually shut it down. I think at like six thirty ish that they shut it down because the lifeguards go home. And so we hiked around mm-hmm. a little bit, explored around there, and then went up, ate dinner, crashed out, and hit the road the next day. And yeah. on the way out of Devil's Den is when I figured out um how to fix my fan shroud. And well, we just zip tied it out of the way, and that's <laughs> how we fixed it. Good old zip ties, man. <laughs> <laughs>
1: just pulled it out of the way with zip ties. Yes. Now did now did you use duct tape and then you hooked the duct tape and to a zip tie no, I did to daisy maybe.
0: chain, a few zip ties together. <laughs> okay, so okay, like you did me. it good. You did
1: it good. Yeah, you're fine. You're you're on the you're I on couldn't the not quite get right Where there. I was
0: connecting the first, you know, zip tie to where I wanted to connect it to where it was really out yeah. of the way. So we, we put a couple between us. <laughs> oh, and made us a good old daisy chain. Nice. Uh, and so we got the we got the out of the way. It was hitting a little bit, but by the time mm-hmm. we got 11 hours down the road to New Mexico, I couldn't hear it anymore. So I considered it fixed. Uh, at that point. <laughs> nice.
1: Oh, yeah, obviously.
0: <laughs> yep. um, totally fixed. And so, yeah, so we we cannonballed the next morning. We got up. It was like we probably hit the road about sunrise uh, and headed for New Mexico. About 11, 11 and a half hours is what we had on the, on the GPS when we hit the road. And that was going to put mm-hmm. us there about 6.30 p.m., 7 p.m. their time because we would gain an hour as we get into the mountain time zone by the time yeah. we get to where we're going. And our destination in New Mexico was going to be a couple about an hour north of Albuquerque uh, in the Santa Fe National Forest. So this was going to be our first night actually okay. camping. Yeah. Um, so did a lot of research, I don't know, a couple, two, three hours research on that park in, in particular. Kind of, hey, what's out there to see? What campgrounds are out there? Is it easy to find campsites? You know, all those different things kind of just because you don't know, I don't know the area at all. So I had to go just sort sure. some research. And so I found – Were you
1: using like Gaia and stuff too?
0: A little bit. I was – you know, there's these – there's a lot Because you're
1: getting into like the public land stuff, you know. Yeah, almost. so I used
0: Gaia to kind of make sure where I was trying to go was good. And what I did was I just – I looked at just different forums and just a lot of internet just – filtering yeah, just going through different it. things yeah. and a lot of different <laughs> consuming <searches> content and <laughs> just reading a lot of things to where i found there's a couple of roads where forest roads where people normally camp off of right hey this one kind of runs up the river and there's all these campsites that dart off to it towards the river and yeah the so i was like okay so if we just go to those roads we should be able to find a campsite pretty easily on a on a it was a friday night i guess so a little yep. brave, but still, we were like, we should, we should go make this happen. <laughs> yeah. We did, luckily. Uh, went through, drove in. The road we drove in on was actually Gilman Tunnels, which is a, a really cool drive where they've cut um, these tunnels out of, obviously, the mountain, and, and you drive through them. They're one-lane tunnels. And so we, we drove through those. They're in this okay. big um, canyon uh, in, in, in New Mexico. And so mm-hmm. drove through those and at the end of that road, there's like two or three different forest roads that kind of branch off. And we just like nice. took a took a left and just yep. went down this forest road. And this was a forest road that was naturally climbing up the the mountains over there. So we climbed for probably a mile and a half, I'd say we climbed up. And oh finally got to oh, like nice. almost okay. the top. And I look over and there's like a perfect little campsite to just pull the Land Cruiser straight into. And so nice. we pulled straight nice. in. Right about sunset, I threw some hamburgers oh, on the man. grill, and uh, <laughs> oh, I had to wake wide up to eat because he fell asleep. <laughs> so we were both <laughs> worn out <laughs> from yeah. two days of driving. Uh, so, um, so that was day two. Uh, got out there and uh, yeah, ate. It was really windy, mm-hmm. um, and so you know, going to sleep that first night was uh, a little wasn't wasn't bad but it was a little hard yeah. also I didn't realize the altitude was already kind of pretty was up uh, there a little bit you know we're about sixty five seven thousand okay. uh, yeah. foot in elevation we were put, you're getting up there and I didn't realize that so when we got there I, I poured me a whiskey drink because man I'd been Ooh. driving all damn day and I wanted <laughs> me a whiskey drink yeah and I got. Halfway through that whiskey drink, and I started to get a headache, and yeah. I knew that headache because I've had an altitude headache a few times in my life, and I was like, "Oh, you big knucklehead! Now you're gonna have a headache all night long." Yeah, <laughs> um, and I did, but you know, you know, I've I've gone through the altitude sickness stuff a couple times, so I know now, you know what what I need to start doing as soon as that happens, and you know, you turn it over to water, really, is what yep. you do, and just drink the shit out of water for the next yeah. two or three days as your body gets used to it. Um
1: but, and then climb down the ladder in the middle of the night
0: in your tent. Yeah, yeah, you gotta do that yeah. too. Uh but yeah, no, so stayed there, that was cool. Sun, <laughs> sunset was great, sunrise was awesome the next day. Uh ate some breakfast and then went and rode mountain bikes again out there, and we rode the White Rim Trail uh over there close to it's it's right on the edge of the Santa Fe uh, uh National Forest. Right off Highway 550, which is the highway that goes into Silverton and is the you know the million dollar highway through that Silverton area. Yeah, okay. Um, so this is right on that main road. So I came down, hit the White Rim mountain bike trail, super cool trail. You basically ride right on a rim um, that has, you know, I don't even know how how far down it is, but it's probably four or five stories of a building that you would that goes you know, straight down on each side of this rim wow. and you just get to ride oh, on it. It's wow. a really cool mountain bike course. Yeah. Um, rode out there And then Shot up to Silverton After that um, Nice So This is riding With Silverton That And so I will say one thing man Like I didn't I thought New Mexico Was going to be somewhere I just passed through But <laughs> New Mexico is beautiful Yeah it's pretty like, yeah. Crazy crazy Surprised me How How absolutely beautiful New Mexico was like biggest surprise on the trip, like everything else really? I can, I've can i expected. You saw pictures sure. of, you kind of knew mm-hmm. what you were getting into, right? You know, Moab, you know, you don't know it until you do it, but mm-hmm. you know what you're going into aesthetically, I guess. And like, sure. I just, You've I, seen
1: pictures and people, people show you a lot what it is and they talk it up. Right. Mm-hmm. And no one's like New Mex. no one's talking about New Mexico as much as, you know, Moab or something right there. Right.
0: That's right. That's right. And so um, that was a cool, I mean, the, the, once I took a right at Albuquerque and started going north instead of just heading west like I was for yeah. two days, um, the whole scenery changed, the whole landscape changed. I mean, you really just start you can tell you're going into a really big mountain range. And, and right. that's what we did on day three. We, we hammered in to Colorado uh, and, and went to Silverton, met up with Lee Sumner, and nice. Mr. Lee Sumner took us out uh, on some on some trail riding that day, and we ended up hitting uh, what did we hit? We hit California Pass that first day, and I've never heard that of I think that gets up to a little over twelve thousand uh, mm-hmm. foot of elevation. Um, okay. So it was uh, it was pretty up there. <laughs> we uh, we we got to the peak of it. And quickly realized that we were, we were not in the normal elevation. You know, why at eight years old, was crazy out of breath. <laughs> and it was just like, why can't I breathe? What's going on? Yeah, that's a, just like, hey, that's man, that's altitude. Hype, man. You guys, you know, let's take a break. Take mm-hmm. a deep breath. You're good to go. Um, and so, uh, we you know, we started learning. He's learned really quickly what, you know, altitude was and, and how, how it affects yeah, just being able to move around and, and, and breathe. Yeah.
2: I think where I'm at, we're at 700 feet. Don't quote me on that. but So if if Wyatt's used to 700 feet elevation going up to 12,000 is kind of bonkers. <laughs> I can repeat that. I
0: could hear it.
2: I was saying, you know, we're, we're at 700 feet elevation, at least where I'm at, um, but going up to 12,000 feet, I imagine um, why I had some sort of issues, because that's a pretty substantial uh, increase in altitude. I don't think I ever made it up to 12,000 feet. Um, I think the highest elevation I was at was at 10 when we were coming off the... The Rockies. Yeah, that's a that's that's some height, man. Yeah. I don't think my cruiser would even
1: make it up that high. No, <laughs>
2: no, not I actually. feel like you I'd barely make it up your hill at your house. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think my hill should be called the Black Bear Pass of of Chattanooga because it's <laughs> um, it's it's no joke. Yeah. I think my gas tank would explode if I went up that high. I did. Hear. I have so much pressure in my gas tank. I don't know why.
2: I, but I do know yeah, that when um, when I was up at the higher altitudes, I was making sure that I wasn't filling my tank more than three-quarters of the way because I was so afraid of vapor lock. Um, so. It's a
0: real thing to be afraid of.
2: Yeah. A real thing to be afraid yeah. of.
0: Um, so, uh, yeah, y'all were – the elevation really affects – how, mm. uh, how these cruisers run when you add heat to that elevation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I didn't see a big difference in the elevation with mine in Colorado. Okay. Um, didn't really I didn't really have any issues at all. I just you know outside of me just mm-hmm. being a knucklehead and you know learning how to drive <laughs> on those you know big mountain passes. Um, yeah. and kind of that style of wheeling out in Colorado, mm-hmm. that was the, the biggest thing for me. Um, but so one thing I will me, tell you is when you meet up with Lee Sumner, you, you, you learn how to wheel and you learn yeah, how to dude move is a around that tester or you're going to get left. This is pretty much what it is. Yeah. You know, you're not, it's a, you know, there, when, when a real obstacle comes up where you can really damage something or, or hurt yourself or someone else, right. We're stopping and spotting and doing things like that. But I mean, if it's something you should be able to just, you know, gas through and get up, you're gassing through and going, you know, there's yeah. nobody stopping yeah. and, and, you know, trying to. Make sure you're okay, and you know it's no. You,
1: I mean, you're not stopping and taking pictures. You know, oh look at this cool thing.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah. If you look, I don't have a lot of a lot of media from this trip <laughs> because we were driving all the whole time, uh, and most of the media I have is so, from me in the driver's seat out the window, you yeah, know, doing doing the media. Uh, so,
1: <laughs> so if you could compare it to like the the style of driving we did at the rally versus what you did in Black Bear, just for.
0: Similar for me, I don't know. Yeah, I mean the off roading.
1: Just kinda quick. You're just you're just you see giant mud holes or, or holes that you typically would stop like if you were with a group of friends and you're just you're just kinda going. Yeah. You're just more going well, through the scenery. And-, and
0: Lee's been out there five, six years now in a row. So he knows all those passes mm-hmm. very, very well. And so he moves around out there very comfortably because he he's been out there, he's done it a lot of times. Yeah. And so and that also yeah. builds confidence in you as a driver as well, knowing that you're following somebody that knows that terrain very well yeah. and, and, and isn't, you know, gonna yeah. you in harm's way. Um, but, yeah, so we, we got in that first day. He, we took, went up to camp, which was on Kendall Mountain at 11,000 foot of elevation is where we camped each night in Colorado. Um, which oh, man, like, you know, just wow. altitude, like you're there, like, you know, yeah. just getting out of the tent yeah. in the, that first morning, I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I just completely <laughs> out of breath. It's hard
1: to open up a beer. Yeah.
0: No, no, I don't want to, open, don't a want to drink beers, at all. Too like hard. I didn't, I don't, like think I might've had like two or three beers the whole time we were in Colorado. Like I just, wow. yeah, I, I just didn't cause I the altitude starts getting to you. And, and every time I would, I would have like a few drinks of a beer, I start to get a headache just because of. Just what it does to me, I guess. And so yeah, um, I would stay away from it a little bit and stay on the waters to keep my uh keep my body right. Um but camp was awesome. Uh you know, had a stream right next to it. Uh and it rained so much that the wildflowers were just out in full bloom all over Colorado. Oh, that's awesome. And so you had just nice. great, great scenery. Um cool little campsite with a little fire pit. Luckily They've got a ton of rain, so there weren't any any fire bans in that general area we were in. Um, I know we've got some friends out on the West Coast right now that are really, really battling. So uh, very, very, uh, you know, a lot of thoughts go out to those folks out there right now. Um, But to that point, so we had fire pits. We had that. The first night, kind of everybody just got in. Uh, Matt Bowling uh, from... Uh, Alabama, and his his wife Carly joined us that night, and also Sir William Goes joined us as well uh, yep. that day. And so we had the whole nice. crew ready to go. The uh, first night, kind of got in, got settled, cooked a little dinner, and sat down and kind of planned out what we were going to do and decided we were going to go hit I, uh, Imogene or Imogene or Imogen. I don't know how you say it. Uh, <laughs> we just decided we are going to keep on uh, saying it differently. <laughs> <laughs> the whole time, <laughs> <laughs>
1: just change it up each time. That's right. Nice.
0: That's right. So um, we were like, we're gonna hit that first thing in the morning, and then uh, I think we came we came back down. Oh, we came back down into um, oh, we just went back down into Telluride. I think is where no, it's uh, it. Telluride. Ure Ure is where you where you end up uh, after uh, imaging. And so imaging. Was, how you was say it?
2: that? I had no idea. That's how you pronounce Uray. that.
0: Yeah, I've always called
2: yeah. it Ure. Oh, or I'm maybe sorry, I'm sure you're it is your wrong. It's Uber. No, you're, you're, right. you're probably right. Honestly, <laughs> yeah, you, you know, I'm from <laughs> Tennessee, brother. It, we just yeah, well, we I'm from Alabama. It's so I'm much different. Yeah.
0: <laughs> 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 we do our best around here, right? Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> so we uh, so we did we did imaging, and it was it was raining. It was it was wet. Um, I was uh, learning. Got and I actually got like with maybe. 10 minutes in, we're, we're kind of following mm-hmm. Lee, and of course, Lee's taking all the hard lines, because that's what <laughs> Lee course. does. That's, yeah, that's and so, <laughs> and so we're following. I'm, I'm pretty uncomfortable still, <laughs> with just, like, the sheer gravity of, like, if you look the wrong way for a second, you know, you don't hit a tree, yep. you, you die because you fall yeah. off the side of the cliff. <laughs> you're not replacing a door. Yeah, you're, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And yeah. so, I'm getting used to that. And, and so we're, we're going up this one area and, and Lee goes up one area and I'm like, oh, that area looks a little more level over there, maybe like a little bit of a bypass. So I said, I'm going to go over here. Well, what I didn't realize was at the time was that where Lee went was like solid rock. And so where they went, they just kind of gripped and go. And where I went over to, well, it looked a little more not as steep, it was all sediment and loose rock. And so, uh, and it was wet. And so I, mm-hmm. I go to go up that side and I start spinning and getting kind of just not in the right places. And so I was like, hey, well, I'm just going to back it out and then go go up the way they went. And so I go to back it out. And Will, I was like, hey, man, am I good to back it? Yeah, man, cut the tires, just back it out. You should roll down and be good. Yeah. Well, I start to back it down and the sediment underneath me just starts to slide.
1: Uh, it's oh, it's like man. shale rock.
0: Yes. And so oh, I slide oh, man. three maybe four feet backwards like my wheels are turned and i slide kind of i slide down with with gravity uh, because you know you're on a mountain yeah <laughs> and so i, I stopped finally <laughs> yeah. and like you're i wasn't there. in a bad place at all but i'm yeah. shook up i'm like all right sure this, this is bullshit i was not expecting this <laughs> <What we got laughs> into. hook the
1: winch up <laughs>
0: this is hook not fun anymore up. And, and, and that's where I get the video that I shared out a little while ago of me having to winch up I'm a gene, which people are probably like, how the hell do you got to winch up that? And they're like, what did you do? And well, <laughs> I made a wrong decision. Yeah. And, and I yeah. got, then I got spooked. And, uh, and when I was spooked, I was like, hey, I got the winch. Somebody pull up top, just hook me up. Yeah. We're just going to get out of here, man. And I know I'll be able to get to the next thing. And so went to the next obstacle and had trouble getting up it. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I, uh, they were already gone. Because, uh, like I said, if, if it's an obstacle you need to get up, you get up and you go. And so I'm kind of sitting there trying to get up. Will's trying to help me, and Ben, the owner of Descent, actually rolls up and he's Don't like, worry. "Hey, you want you want a spot?" And I'm like, "I'm like, yeah, yeah, let's get <laughs> yeah. a spot, buddy." Uh, and so Ben comes up and he's like, "Okay, kind of this situation." No, he was actually he has this Super Duty. Uh, uh, yes. That he's built out with a flatbed on the back, mm-hmm. um, so that's what he was driving oh, nice. that day. I think
2: he does the bumpers for Earth Roamers now, which does is he? why he has a Super Duty. Yeah, he's like the main dude that does bumpers for. The well, Earth that Roamers flatbed stuff.
0: is fucking awesome it's a, right yeah i've <laughs> seen it's sweet. a really yeah. cool truck um so so he comes awesome. up he's he's like checking it out and he's like okay here yeah put your wheels here and he's coaching me he's like hey have you ever driven out here and i'm like no nah, man i haven't i was like i'm yeah. kind of getting i'm getting my lessons right now i yeah. jumped around it, i was like <laughs> <laughs> and, "Goddamn
1: uh, overlanders in their rooftop tent yeah
0: and so he's like he's like okay so he's like you pulled before i'm like yeah i said i'm from you know i told from tennessee and well, there he is. Okay. And he's like, so... And he just kind of explains to me a little bit about how I need to use the truck in different ways to help me get over some some of these obstacles, oh, the angles yeah. that we're at and stuff. And so and it's basically the same thing as we do here. Just like, you know, if it's a little wet, you got to go and bump it and then stay in it yeah. to get over it. Mm-hmm. Um, same concept. It's just... It's it was a little different for me with the angles and and, and the rock and kind of how spinning
1: was. your spinning your tires on like loose shale is different than spinning your tires on mud. It's a completely different feeling, right? right. Because mm-hmm. mud, you just kind of you kind of just sound like a sewing machine. You just you know kind of just going rock shale. You're spinning rock dust is flying up and rocks flying and it's not as normal, right?
0: Yeah, I mean, and you're and you're on an angle. And yeah, you yeah, see the mountain, and yeah, <laughs> right next to you too. Like you don't yeah. just see yeah. trees. And so I was all sorts of spooked up, but yeah. you know, your boy yeah. Ben was was great. You know, got me in a good spot, told me like when to hit my throttle, when to stay in, and all those good things. Got me out of there good. Wow. Uh, and and that, but that point, at, at that moment that he educated me was important because that's when I kind of learned like, okay, I need to start looking at how I approach these obstacles a lot different than I was. Um, and sure. so we ended up yeah. finishing out Imogene, uh, got our picture at the top. That one was like 13.5 in elevation, oh, I think. It's geez. it's up there. Yeah. Uh, Will Touching was the like, clouds, I'm going to chug man. a beer up here. He chugs a beer, and like all the way down, he's like, I shouldn't have <laughs> chugged that beer. I have a major headache right now, and I'm seeing stars. And I That's think wild. I might die if I don't yeah. slow down for a second. <laughs> That's funny. Um, <laughs> So they all come down. Um, I think we ended up eating some pizza that day, and uh, and yes. then headed back and headed back on Ofer into um, back into Silverton. And that was a really Ooh. cool. That was a really okay. cool pass. That uh, Ofer is kind of like a a connection pass that a lot of people take. That a lot of different vehicles can can go down. There's you yeah. don't have to have a big beefed up vehicle to to to, to make it through there. You can get through there with just about anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is all you know shelf road. So there's some sketchy stuff. There's one area where a car fell off the shelf road and where it's at, it's just unsalvageable. Oh my so they just left it there. And so like, as you're coming up, you're like, what's that on the side of the mountain? And Whoa. like, as you get closer, you're like, <laughs> like that's, oh, that's a say- car. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> um, and so I uh, got to that, did that pass and then came into that, that next night. Um, and uh, and yeah, crashed out, man. We were worn out long day, but the next day, Was a big day because that was the day we were going to hit Black Bear Pass and Poughkeepsie Gulch. Wow. And so uh, we got our rest. I woke up the next day. I'm not going to lie, I was a little nervous. I'd seen some Black Bear Pass videos, I'd heard about it. Um, I knew the gravity of the trail, and uh, I also had just experienced a very humbling day one. Yeah. On, in Colorado. <laughs> yep. And so, uh, <laughs> yeah, I was sitting there like, you know, do I really want to go do this? Is this is this is this what I want to go do today? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we did it. We got up, uh, ate some breakfast, right, got on the trails again, and and we started in uh, Mineral Creek, which was a really cool trail that I, I, I wasn't expecting to be that cool of a trail, but a good wheeling trail. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so it really warmed you up. Uh, got you going um you know we saw we saw lee you know three wheels banging around on everything you know lee taking in hard lee. hard yeah. lines having a lot of fun uh yeah. i think like a couple days before he had <laughs> nice. like sent one of his steelies in on, on that same trail to where he had to like get out with a sledgehammer and beat it back in place yeah. to keep the bead <laughs> uh so he's just wow. he's giving her hell through all this stuff and mm. we get we get over into poughkeepsie which is what I would consider the the hardest wheeling we did of the whole trip was on that trail, oh, really? Poughkeepsie really? Gulch. That's where the huh. wall huh. is. Um, that's mm-hmm. where y'all saw that video of Matt almost flipping his his Land Cruiser. Yeah, uh, and so it was raining uh, through all that, and, and so it was wet. And so we're hitting in, in Poughkeepsie. I mean, we're banging sliders, bumpers. It's 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 a good old fashioned fun, right? Yeah. And and we get over to the wall, and there's a, a group of jeeps over there. You know, some built out Rubicons, you know, short wheelbase jeeps, perfect yeah. for what you want out there. And, and they're they're all kind of sitting there eating lunch, and we pull up in our luxury SUVs, and uh, <laughs> <they're> like, <laughs> we're like, "Y'all trying to go?" And they're like, "No, we'll wait. We'll watch y'all go. We'll see how you do are this long day." So they're all. Sitting you should. Back. You
1: should yell back. Wyatt, turn off the DVD player. <laughs> turn off. Turn off your cooled seats. Yeah. I need to get up this obstacle. Uh, I can't hear over the Xbox 360. <laughs> turn it
0: down. So that's funny. So uh, so yeah. So we get over there and, and we're looking at the wall. It's you know it's Lee's done it a handful of times. So he he knows how to get up it. He's telling us the lines. But the challenge we had was it was wet. It was very wet out there that day, and, and so we learned very quick when, when Matt took the first line up was we're not going to have solid traction to take any line that we pick yeah. to try to stay on. We're going to slip yeah. and slide into different positions, and you know mm-hmm. it's going to be a matter of us catching traction at the right place to get out there um, without having to winch. And well, that didn't happen for any of us. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> we all had to winch out, um, yeah. winch out of that place. So Matt, as I alluded to earlier. Went to go up and hits it one time and you know doesn't work and it comes back down hits it again and gets a little frustrated and like goes all the way down and repositions completely and then comes in and is coming up gets good placement kind of on the first after the first major I would say kind of lip and then slips into the crevice and pretty much like almost tips over backwards. But oh his God. his oh, spare tire and bumper are, like, get caught in a rock and stop his whole car from tipping backwards over like this.
1: Oh, man.
0: Um, and so I'm sitting there, like, my natural reaction, like a dumbass, is, like, go grab the bumper and try to, like, pull it back down. Like, like I'm going to stop the 6,000-pound vehicle yeah. without all the this shit in it from tipping over. Um, and Lee is up top. it's like,
2: back up! Back it
0: up! Yell at the top of his lungs. Yeah. Uh, and so Matt... Luckily, just throws it in reverse real quick and is able to roll right out of it um, without any nice. any issues oh, at all. Um, you know, big big scare avoided, yeah. uh, God. and we get a, we get him teeth back up. And you know that that area is so, known for willing, so they've actually got um, winch, um, yeah. winch anchor hooked. Points. like yeah, mm-hmm. anchor points in in, oh. in the rock at this obstacle. Mm-hmm. And so we just hooked up his winch with the anchor cool. points. He tugged himself up. Lee went and gave it a couple shots. Almost the same exact situation happens where he gets in the crevice, starts to go, um, wow. and we end up winching him up. I go get my Land Cruiser. I just pull it straight up and tell him to hook the fucking winch on it. I don't even try it. <laughs> <laughs> no, we'll play played it around. It's like, I'm done here. I was here. like, I'll tell you guys. Was, that, that, that humbling me on that first day was yeah. probably the best thing for me <laughs> the entire trip as far as yeah. just – you know, really enjoying it, but yeah, uh, yeah. straight up, <laughs> just, just like, nah, go ahead, and so yeah. uh, so got me up, and then Will was like, you know what, I want to get up this motherfucker, and so <laughs> Will just gives matter. it a hell in that forerunner, and I mean, same yeah. thing happens, almost flips it as well. <laughs> uh and, and then he comes back down and hits it again and almost hits yeah. it again he's like "Did you okay. rip off a bumper he did rip off his bumper he again to- yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah that's amazing uh there, I don't, there's hanging my ripped it off twice on this trip um but yeah totally. <laughs> i mean it's just plastic lit, so it just like pops yeah. out and pops back yeah. in so he just like went up there like dun, 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 yeah. dun. and you know the whole thing's back in it's all good yeah um oh, so man. uh so yeah so we ended up winching him up as well um yeah. and then we all get up there we're like oh cool we're done and then we look over at the rest of the trail and it is nowhere close to done like we just mm. got up the first <laughs> obstacle that was about to come wow. of this as lee called it the the pick your own line of fun obstacles yeah. that you were about to go into and that's what it was we had another <laughs> behind, behind
1: door number one yeah. <laughs> <laughs> behind door number two
0: there was this lady oh, that like when we came out we're leaving. Uh, uh, Lee and, and Matt went out and you know they kind of banged around these rock areas. And this lady walked up from getting out of her side by side when I was coming through. And like I took the same line and like I'm banging in, just grinding sliders, bumpers are bouncing. And she just looks over yeah. in their eyes, like takes four steps back. <laughs> like, I don't know if I want to be around this <laughs> Yeah, oh man,
1: <laughs> what are these guys doing?
0: Oh, and so we went, we finished up that and ended at uh, this lake, it's like Blue Lake. Right right in the middle of a bunch of trails. Um, You've got, like I said, California Pass, Poughkeepsie Gulch (laughs) ends right there. Um, And so we finished that and then headed over to Black Bear Pass that day. Mm, Wow. Uh, And so Matt ends up peeling out. Um, I think they had enough of that day after yeah. <laughs> almost almost <laughs> rolling the cruiser. Uh so so Can't they, they, they cruised over to camp, got a fire going for us and all that good stuff, yeah. kind of got it kicked off for us before we uh we, we, we got back and then got over on the infamous black bear. And um, oh man. It's where um I'm glad so what Lee did really well was built us up on each trail as we went through Colorado. Um, started um, okay. off you know, the first day on a very easy, you know, tr- you know, just a mountain pass to kind of build up the confidence of what you're going to get into. And I, I, I realized going through Poughkeepsie and Black Bear why he did that because everything I learned on those four trails leading up to Poughkeepsie, I used on Poughkeepsie to get through Poughkeepsie without having to be winched except for that one uh, time. Right. Uh, and then when we got to Black Bear, that comfortability of being – on the side of a cliff helps you when you're on the side of the cliff and you are literally dropping your driver's side tire down on what feels like the end of the world.
1: <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> that, that view from that view that Adam had. Yeah. The view that
0: Adam had is, is nuts. Well, that's all you try to explain to people when you do it is, is, you know, when you, yeah. you have, you have a couple of areas where things get off camber and, and you've seen, you know, um, GX's and four runners flip on kind of basic land, like regular just flat kind of ground where you get really off camber. Right. But then you get to the steps on Black Bear, which is essentially just a shelf road. And these steps are just shelf rock that has, has broken off and, and slid down, obviously. And so what
1: Is that the is that an angle shelf that is that like a bunch of people have rolled, I've seen.
0: Yeah, so you're angled towards the 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 actual cliff, if that makes sense. So your driver's side, like you look out of your driver's window and that's a, it's like a waterfall almost, but it's a cliff and you can see water flowing down through it as well. Yeah. Um, And, and your first wheel down every step is your, is your driver's wheel, if that makes sense, on the cliff side. And so when you're going down this, these steps, you just, you end up like leaning forward over the driver's side wheel as your as you're going over and so it's just, it just, it, you're fine from the outside. Like, and I was following the guys through and so I was confident, like, I'm going to okay. be okay because I was following them. But it still didn't change the fact that, you know, everywhere you look, there's just this massive drop that's occurring. <laughs> you're going to, you be, you're going to be dead if you don't do the right thing. Like you just, you have to stay in it. That's it.
1: So what are the thoughts going through your head? Did, it, did I check my tie rods? Is there a cotter pin in them? Are my brakes good still? <laughs> um, did my emergency brake work? So brakes are the-,
0: the biggest thing in my head. Like, Because if your brakes ended up not working in that section, like yeah. you, you were done. So that was yeah. the biggest, Like, that's in my head of like, all right. Like, this is not the time I need this fucking buzzer to start going off about my brakes not being, <laughs> not being good, you know? So I'm like, I'm like, just don't hear that noise. And I think we'll yep, be okay. Right? right. Cause I've already got <laughs> it. It's a
2: scary noise.
0: <laughs> I've already got it in four low. I've already got it, you know, in first gear. I've got everything down to the slow as I can possibly take this vehicle. And then my brakes are as hard as I can put them without locking them up. Right. I'm yeah. Like that fine, lo- fine <clears> zone of <throat> control. Uh, and so yeah we're hitting that oh yeah I also forgot to mention the whole first day I didn't run my fucking center diff lock and so uh, I was just basically (laughs) yeah just being a knucklehead just one wheel drive yeah yeah. (laughs) Uh, so the next day I had my center diff lock on all day and it made a phenomenal difference in my ability Mm. to actually drive (laughs) (laughs) so you were in four low points when I put my (laughs) my center diff lock on (laughs) <laughs> so you're in four low with no
1: center diff lock.
0: Yeah, for the first day, oh, which is why god. I probably had so much trouble on Imogene because I, I would only have you know power going to whatever wheel was not having, didn't have traction at that point, right? Yeah,
1: yeah. It's like an A track wouldn't even work with that.
0: It, it wouldn't work well. It, it's going to try to work, but it's not going to work like it needs to.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my
0: god. It's uh, it was bad. So yeah, that was part of my problem the first day. So I made a bunch of rookie mistakes the first day. I mean, I I just. It was like, hey, how, how, how much can I fuck this up the first day? So that way we can just get it out of the way and get yeah. to day two. <laughs> uh, so, oh, so I got that done. But day two is, like I said, we did Black Bear Pass, which was, which was very scary, but also very great. I, I love that I did it. I don't know that I'll ever do it again. Um, I don't think I need to do it again in my life. Uh, <laughs> I think you should do it. I just don't yeah. think I need to do it again with you yeah
1: <laughs> would you do it on a motorcycle
0: absolutely fucking not
1: because <laughs> i i think that's part of the the trans-american trail that i'm trying to gear up to do in the next couple is of years
0: Pass on the trans-american trail really
1: i don't know um, if it exactly is but some of them are
0: yeah i know um, i don't know exactly I which one will. will have to find out when you're going out um and so I know, like, I'm a gene okay. is, and the Alpine Loop is. Maybe so it's that. Yeah, maybe it's that. Yeah. And mm-hmm. um, what's the other side of the Alpine Loop? Engineer. And uh, we didn't do the other side, so I don't remember it. But, mm. um, yeah. So, but you come off Black Bear Pass, and, and then you think you're done after the steps. But what you don't realize is the tightest switchbacks of your entire trip are about to happen right now on Black Bear. Oh, um, oh to man. To where there were... Multiple four to four maybe four to five that were three point turns, like and, and three point turns are scary, y'all. Like <laughs> on shelf road, those are scary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, that's where you you he had like Lee Lee the rear, rear wheel Two hundred, so he can lock up a rear yeah. wheel and just like tag around. So he, I think he only has to like really uh. do a three point turn on one, and the rest of him he just locks up whatever rear wheel he wants to and.
2: Ah, cheater <laughs> pulls it around.
0: Will's in That's front of me, cool. and his Forerunner has the worst turn radius of both of our vehicles. Uh, so he's, he's really, really. And yeah, we were surprised as well because he he was cussing the whole time. It's like, why in the hell are these damn the big ass Wankers got better turn radius than my Forerunner does? And, <laughs> how does that work? So we're not we're not sure what, how, or why. I mean, I, I'm sure somebody is, um, yeah, and and I'm not, um, but. <laughs> Uh, there were, he had to do it, about double, double of me. Will had to do a three point turn, but yeah, you're right. doing these three point turns and you're just like, you might be going down a little bit of like a, a, a shelf and you're having like mm-hmm. back up a shelf. And then again, it's just, man, it's a mess. Y'all mm. that, that trail is, it's going to test you, but it's beautiful. You overlook tell your ride coming down, right? You saw that going over from that guy's video yeah. going over. That's all it's tell your ride, the city tell your ride right there. And then when you come mm-hmm. around again, you get to bridal Bell falls which is the highest waterfall, I think, Colorado, I think. Um, wow. And so you have that, which is beautiful. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, once you get past those first four or five switchbacks on Black Bear Pass, it, it gets to be a little bit more just you don't feel like Tame. you're gonna shit your pants. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. I don't know. Could you imagine being a passenger in that scenario?
0: Wyatt was just chilling. He didn't even care. Um, like, just. <laughs> yeah. But, no, I, could, I couldn't imagine. I feel like. Trusting someone I feel like else kids don't yeah, understand. Someone
1: else, yeah. Kids don't understand the the consequences of yeah. falling off of a cliff and tumbling thousands of feet down. Um, whereas, I mean, I couldn't imagine sitting in the passenger seat. I'd be like, dude, I'm just gonna walk.
0: <laughs> yeah, and, and, and yeah, I just saw lately Lee said something on the Instagram, but he uh, he, we didn't spot on Black Bear either. Which a lot of times, you go in groups, they'll spot you down Blackberry, yeah. which adam on uh that we were on that video he had a spotter that was telling him you're good there you're good there <laughs> mm-hmm. you know once once the person in front of you turned that corner you were on your own like you <laughs> just get around that corner and get down <laughs> yeah. so how would be
1: like the, the technology of the, like, the newer vehicles like with like the trail cams where it sees like in the front would that be just like the most awesome thing ever to have to see, for one be of able to scenarios? see where your
0: wheels are hitting i guess like on the, yeah, yeah like
1: see like the front wheels and just like a backup camera
0: that would be dope, especially That would right be there. dope, probably. Because you can't see anything. It's just you're just – Yeah. It's it's scary. Looking off a cliff, yeah. Yeah. I think yeah, I'm getting
1: like, – my my nerves are just cringing right now, thinking about it with my brakes, acting the way they are, and trying to take my 80 down <laughs> yeah. there. I, I just can't even think – I can't even think about it. Yeah, it's, if, it's if you're not 100% really confident
0: in your brakes, you don't even want to get on that trail. Uh, there's there's wow. no reason. Well, you don't want to go out to Colorado if you're not 100% confident in your brakes because it's all – yeah, I mean, you you could be going down any one of those passes, and if your brakes go down, you're you're yeah. cashed. Um, mm. So, you know, I, I think Toast. my brakes, my, I had some, I still do. I need to change them. They're probably louder. I've had windows down, but I've got a uh, my rear brake started squeaking on me, and I was like, man, what is this? And we, you know, mm. long story short, we checked them; they're still good, but looks like I might have um, glazed them or something like that. Going down those passes wow. on my brakes so much uh, that they they, they they developed a squeak. Uh, Got hot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, we finished up Blackbeard, went back to camp. We picked up a couple more people. We picked up uh, a guy named Jim, a guy named Chin. Uh, well, Albert. He goes camping with Chin is his, uh, <laughs> is his Instagram handle. Um, picked up those two. He drove a 200 series, pretty much stock uh, out there, and did all the same trails that we did. Um wow. and pretty much yeah you got to follow him. he did like That's ten thousand awesome. miles almost from Boston. Uh, he came through Nashville, mm-hmm. hit west, um, ended up going you know over to the Salt Flats. Um, he went Yellowstone. I think he had, he had a whole bunch of stuff on his trip. Um, but uh, he had a, he had a good time out there. We ended up picking them up, so set that last night or that night in Colorado. We had a good time <laughs> hanging out yeah. with everybody having some drinks, chilling. Um, That was a lot of fun. Uh, And then we got up and headed to Moab the next day.
1: Oh, man. One thing after another.
0: Yeah, it it didn't stop. I mean, it was, was, we were wheeling and moving and and seeing stuff the whole trip. Uh, And so hopped up the next day, and we actually did some wheeling that day. We went down, we did all of Mineral Creek which was a really good trail. We enjoyed that one a lot, too. It reminded me a lot of Poughkeepsie Gulch. Good wheeling, good technical stuff. Um, we did Engineer Pass as well. Uh, and that's we, we checked out the Animus uh, Ghost Mining Town, I guess is what you would call it. But it's an old mining town um, that you know they've they still got set up. You can go check it out, the old, the old houses yeah. and stuff like that. From the 1800s, the old mine they had. Uh, it's pretty cool. When I mean, you go around anywhere on those mountains, you go around, you see old mining technology, you know, rotting away out there, which I think is just really cool to go check out anyways. Um and so just it that going out. You know? Yeah, it's so cool. We're yeah. you know, we're reading that stuff on it, just checking it yeah. out. Um, why had fun getting out and throwing snowballs from snow that's been there for <laughs> you know, who knows how long. Um Lee was giving us all kinds of uh, history lessons on, you know, kind of showing us the land and, and, you know, how to how to identify where avalanches have happened and things like that, and That's kind so of the cool. debris from avalanches and all that. So yeah. it was pretty cool to kind of see it wow. and go through that process. But it was, I was really excited to get warm again because it had gotten pretty cold. Um, our highs were in the seventies, <laughs> yeah, and our lows huh. were in the forties each night. Wow! And so oh wow! Jeez. It was it was chilly. Uh I was we woke up that, that last morning cool, and I was ready to go the heat. Cool. I'll tell you right now.
1: <laughs> a minute, man, yeah, you don't think of that elevation, how much it changes.
0: Yeah, so we had to pack for, you know, basically camping in almost what we would consider winter here, right? Mm-hmm. And uh <laughs> and mm-hmm. then you got, you know, we're heading in the desert where it's gonna be over a hundred degrees in the daytime, mm-hmm. uh or over uh uh, yeah, over 100 degrees in the daytime. Yeah, and at night it's going to be in the you know 70s. So we we got out there after we hit some trails and kind of we mm-hmm. worked our way to the highway just by way of mountain passes. The first you know on our way to Moab, and then okay. just kind of shot straight out to Moab. We got some obviously had some stops. That's where I picked up some breaks, and we just want to make sure we got some things ready for when we got out there. We didn't have to stop again. Um and then got out to Moab, came in the back way to Moab. So we basically came in at like right at Top of the World. Uh, and then pretty right. much started to run top of the world uh wow. that night. Um <laughs> and so <laughs> nice. we're we're going up top of the world, it's starting to get dark. Uh and uh and it's like we're just kind of moving through it, and all of a sudden I look down and I'm like, hey, everyone ran, I'm like, hey guys, my, my temp gauge is is higher than I've ever seen it before, and Lee Uh-oh. just oh, Lee no. just slams on his brakes. <laughs> he's like, he's like, "What is uh, what's your temp reading?" And yeah. uh, I dug into my OBD two reader, and I was like, "Oh, it's reading uh, two hundred and forty degrees." Oh geez, <laughs> Holy shit. oh geez, and so uh, <laughs> so we, we,
1: yeah, it's a little warm.
0: So we shut her down. Uh, and, (laughs) you know, just kind of check some things out, um, and, you know, identify that probably between my coolant levels being a tad low and my fan shroud, not really being a fan shroud, it's probably, uh, hindering my ability (laughs) ability for the radiator (laughs) to keep up with the amount of heat that we had out there. Wow. Um, so we did it, we were trying to do a test to see if it was the fan clutch, not engaging or something that wasn't keeping it keeping it going, and so um, Lee was you know feeling the how how stiff that fan clutch was, and and we were like, well, we don't know how to measure that compared to a fan clutch that's good, and so Matt's like, well, hey, my truck's I know it is good, so I'll just turn it off and we can check it there, and so he goes over, turns it off, checks it, okay, we're good, fan clutch is good. He goes, all right, well, mm-hmm. Lee said, go ahead, turn it back on and and turn your heat on. Um, and let's see if we can get it to just cool down sitting here. And so went ahead and did that and turned the heat yeah. on, and it started to slowly start working its way down. And so um, we get it down to where we're like, you know, we're, we're humming at like 210, getting down into 200. We're like, okay, we're good to go. Let's, let's get it, start to get moving again. We'll just keep the heat on for right now, and, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll get back to camp and figure out, you know, coolant, whatever. We got sure. to kind of keep this yep. going for the next day. or If, if we even yeah. can, we don't know at this point. Um, so we go, we get back in the car, and then we realize that Matt's car won't start.
2: Oh man, because it's vapor. Oh no.
1: <laughs> oh man. What's the elevation at that point?
0: Ah, uh, seven thousand, like five hundred, eight thousand feet. Dang. Oh, so it's got some heat. So and so he's so, so he's basically
1: cruisers, the fuel line's just gas instead of a liquid. Yeah. So. I don't. I'm not a crazy mechanic, but can you like purge that with like uh like can you bleed the gas out so you can start to get fluid in there?
0: Or? Uh, I'm not really sure on, on on that whole piece. What we ended up doing was we ended up just having okay. to let the vehicle cool for like an hour. Okay. So we just drank yeah. beers. For an hour, perfect. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's, that's a way better plan. <laughs> Dr- way drink better beers, plan. watch the sunset, and uh, let the uh, <laughs> let, let the oh, let cruiser good. cool off to the point yeah. that uh, you know fuel will be able to flow through that line without being evaporated first, right? Um, and, and as Lee explained yeah. it to us, um, yeah. he, he he knew this would happen, and uh, essentially in two thousand six, two thousand seven, they redesigned how they run the fuel lines. In our vehicles in the 100 series. And when they did that, they ran some lines closer to the exhaust that, when you're in those mm. elevations at that, oh, that heat, consist, pretty much consistently cause vapor lock in these vehicles yeah. if you turn them off. Um, and so that happened. That happened. Um, and also on mine, you mentioned like boiling gas. Like, man, I had gas boiling out of my gas tank. Lee had gas Lee Lee was running around Moab with just gas dripping out behind of his car the whole way through oh my God. I'm like like we gotta get your gas tank on E for you driving yeah. around here, man. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. So so we've got, I mean, these cruisers are, are just doing they're hanging on by the skin of their teeth at this point. Like just I mean, everything <laughs> about him is just like, yeah. get me the fuck out oh, of the man. desert. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh that's good. and so so we finally get everybody started back up. We're finally moving again. We're an hour, you know, after we were hoping to be going through that area. So we start going around, and and we get to a point where Lee and Matt break away from me and get ahead of me, and they're moving, trying to get to the top, and I get to a section where I'm not comfortable without a spotter. And so I'm like, hey, guys, y'all have fun. Me and Dubs are going to go back. We're going to set up camp. We'll see y'all when you get done. And so (laughs) we turn around, and we're going, and and I just hear Matt on the radio, Lee, you son of a bitch, I got no words for you right now. What you are taking me through? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Nearly on the radio, like, we're only like 1,500 feet away. And like 10 minutes later, he's like, you're Matt, 1,500 feet, huh? Why am I still banging my armor all around this shit? <laughs> and so me and Wyatt are just, you know, we're moseying our way down. <laughs> we just hear this they are them going back and forth. least just trying to get to the top and get done and turn around. And so is oh, yeah, Matt. Yeah. They can't get to the top fast enough. And so we're just cruising back. <laughs> and finally, finally, they make it to the top. Unfortunately, yeah. um, it was it was already dark, and so they weren't able to to really get to um, you know see oh, I see the view the view from top of the world and get to experience that whole piece. Um, but they did drive it, and then they got they came down at night from top of the world, which is. Some serious, serious yeah. wheeling in itself um, in, in our vehicles coming down. And so, yeah, you know, they, they turned around and I think I heard my radio. And they were like, Hope that's LJ's car down there. They could see the headlights of me yeah. heading to camp <laughs> from where <laughs> they were. <laughs> um, oh, and then, yeah, goodness. we got into camp that night, um, looked up, and, you know, the Milky Way was right there. I mean, it was just absolutely beautiful. We were at, we were camping at an area where. You look around, you know, your horizon, and it's this—it's the sky. And so when all the stars came out, it was just like a big snow globe of stars almost. It was absolutely amazing. Oh, it man, was that, that all open, all open desert. So we sat around, finally had a night we weren't all at crazy elevation. And so um, me and Matt drank beers, and uh, Lee made fun of us from his tent. Uh, pretty much for like in two hours, I'm gonna go to bed. Then we just started yelling at him in bed, and he never fell asleep. <laughs> uh, just sat around, drank beers, had a good time. Just kind of finally got to relax and not not be just so worn out from just all the elevation that we were we were experiencing in Colorado. Yeah, um, I remember getting to the tent and just looking out. You know, it was all open now finally because we were in the desert and we needed the airflow. And just looking out, and just seeing stars everywhere. And then you woke up the next morning and yeah. sunset was right there as well. And so you just saw the sunset coming up over those same that same horizon. it was just it's amazing. It's so beautiful mm-hmm. out in Moab. Um yeah. got up that next day, started doing Desert. our uh kind of just breaking stuff down. I Lee was doing some work on his rig. I think he had to bleed his brakes. Yeah, he had some brake issues too. Lee did have brake brake issues in Colorado. He had to bleed his brakes oh. like two or three times huh. uh, and, and when we were we were moving through there and I remember that. Um, he kept saying he had to like pump his brakes three times to get him to work. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, that's,
1: that's fun. That's fun.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, it was, uh, it was, <laughs> yeah, I, I just remember that as I was, cause I, I was checking my brakes to make sure they were good from squeaking and he was bleeding his brakes again. We kind of sure. just got him ready to go for the next day. And then the next day we hit, um, fins and things and Hell's Revenge over, um, Nice. What's that, uh, Sand? What's the name of that park over there? Sand Hollow? That might be it. No, it's not Sand Hollow. No. Slick Rock.
2: Slick Rock? Is that know. the name of it? I don't know.
0: Somebody might say it. Uh, but yeah, went over there. That's where Fins and Things are and Hell's Revenge are both in this park. And so, cruise over there. Um, I basically couldn't run my air conditioner the whole next day because every time I turned it on, my temps would just start creeping up. Even in, like, town, like in Moab, like just in general, like it just oh, wasn't. Oh, it's got to be brutal. Yeah. So we ran the heat the rest of the time. <laughs> so we hit, oh, you know, four or five hours of trails in the desert in the middle of the day with the heat on, the Land Cruiser just chugging water. Oh. So oh. <laughs>
2: Miserable.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Miserable. Yes, yes. Um, and so got that done. Uh, get out, got out there that morning and started and things. And and things is where... I just was completely blown away with Moab. The angles in which these Land Cruisers were going up and down rocks—I never thought Land Cruisers could operate at those angles without (laughs) breaking, flipping something. Traction. Yeah, like the amount of traction you have is just—it's—it's—it's the complete opposite of wheeling in Colorado. Like it really is. It's just like you go from you know shelf rock loose. Stuff to just where your, your tires have just phenomenal grip wherever you are. And if right. you're not careful, you can just have too much grip and be able to let that place. <laughs> uh, so do fins and things, that's where um, that whole platform slid up like seven inches in the back of my whole drawer platform. Just slid up on fins and things because there's one section where you like go oh straight God. down. Yeah. And I went straight down and my um, fair lead on the front of my bumper mm-hmm. scraped. That's, okay. how, that's wow. how steep the, the approach angle that's was. A
1: good, that's a good angle. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: that's pretty steep. Yeah. And so
0: it hits, and I hear, and everything in the back of my language just slides forward about like six inches and slides oh, over the bridge and just shit everywhere. And I'm like, well, this is just going to be how this day is going to be now. <laughs> and so, you know, we get down. and all all your like hitting you in the face and stuff. Down as well. And that's yeah, when I realized yeah. like this is just going to be what this day is. Yeah. And the rest of the day was just that. It was just up and down these crazy rocks and trails that just I couldn't believe we were doing. And sometimes, just like I, I if I wasn't following Lee, I'd be like, there's no way this vehicle is going to go do this. And then you follow someone, you're like, okay, like you can, you can do it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I believe it. Um, yeah, you're good. You can do it. You can go up it. Yeah. Um, and so it was those two trails were a whole lot of fun. Um, we ended up uh, finishing those up, going and grabbing a cold beer um, at a little local joint over there, eating some food, hanging out, and then went and set up camp over off the road that leads to Gemini Bridges. There was yep. um, there was like this canyon that had like probably seven or eight campsites in it, and uh, and we rolled down in there, and there was nobody to be seen. And we just cruised in and uh, went ahead and and got ahead and uh, got it done over there. Set up camp. Didn't have anybody hanging out anywhere. Lee said last year he went through there. And it was – you couldn't find a campsite last year going through there. This year you Mm. couldn't find a person to be seen in the area. Really? (laughs)
2: Interesting. So did you hit Gemini – so where you camped, was it off of a main highway or was it kind of like a two-lane road?
0: It was a uh, like a like a dirt road, like a yeah. So there yeah, was yeah. like a main highway. We turned off that, kind of okay. went up, around, and mm-hmm. then kind of came back down in the canyon, and that's where we camped.
2: Okay. Interesting. And then
0: yeah. you all came back out, took a left towards Gemini mm-hmm. Bridges, and that's how me and Wyatt left. We all split after that yeah. night. Um, mm-hmm. Right after that night, we hung out, and then that morning, yeah. uh, they were going to Arches and kind of heading further into Moab, and we yeah. decided to head back east. Or start our mm-hmm. way back east. Right. Uh, and so we hit Gemini Bridges. There's a trail called Metal Masher yeah. on that same yeah. road that I contemplated yeah. going down. <laughs> <laughs> and I remembered like, hey, dude, it's Moab. Like, they name shit for real out here. Like, yeah, it's not it's like, like here in the south where we call, you know, the biggest guy in the room Tiny. Like, no. Yeah. <laughs> they're being yeah. serious yeah. you're gonna mess some shit up lj oh, man. and so yeah. we finally got to service and I, I did i did some videos and i was like yeah good thing you didn't do that lawrence yeah you'd have been
1: the first picture of metal mashers <laughs> is a jeep like TJ or something with the tires pointing at each other, just <laughs> oh, completely no, no, no. bent in. <laughs> wow. That's metal masher. And then there's another one of a there's a I don't know if it's like an old FJ Cruiser just sticking straight up like <laughs> staring at <up like> <laughs> the sky, like on its back bumper. <laughs> oh man! So
0: so we didn't yeah. uh, we didn't hit that one. We we finished yeah. off that road. We, we saw Jim and I Bridge it was super cool uh, place to sure check out. Cool. Um, and, uh, and then aired up and started heading back east. We pulled into um, – took, <laughs> took a slow route back through Colorado um, mm-hmm. through the Gunnison National Forest, kind of trucked our way up to Colorado Springs, met up with Will yeah. again in Colorado Springs. He had a campsite in Pike National Forest. Right. We stopped over there for the night, um, ate some grub, just kind of pit stopped, hung out mm-hmm. with him, and then the next day woke up at 6 a.m., and got to Nashville at 1 a.m. Oh my god! The next day, we drive cannonball. Yeah, that. yeah. I was gonna split it up, and um, <laughs> I got to like Kansas City and mm-hmm. called my wife, and she was like, "Well, if you wanted, I'll talk to you if you want to drive on in." And I was like, eh, you know." Yeah, be home at that time. I was like, to be home around midnight. It's like, that's not that bad. Like, yeah,
1: you know, I'll talk to you. Yeah, I'll fall asleep. <laughs> we'll I'll be it. okay. <laughs>
0: and so, yeah, ended up doing it. Uh, and when Wyatt went to sleep, he went to sleep about 10, I guess. He fell asleep, and when he fell asleep, yes. I called her and talked to her the west way in and wow. cruised in and was good. And you know, finished the trip. Man, that was it. Man, that was the drive by version
2: trip. Sheesh
1: no breaking i mean obviously the overheating is getting crazy but um no breaking on all those trails and stuff that's a that's a solid
2: yeah
0: yeah the only major break i had was the fan trout which was actually the result of a previous trip in kentucky which i always seem to break something in fucking kentucky i can take this thing across the whole country and i'll go to kentucky in two months and i'll fucking break something something. yeah it's kentucky yeah (laughs) man (laughs) <laughs> um, so yeah.
1: don't go wheeling with you until you get a fan trout is that what you're saying
0: well don't go wheeling with me where it's really hot until yeah. I get a fan trout at,
1: <laughs> at, at, at 10,000
0: feet yeah. 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 Uh, outside of that cool. I had no okay. issue no issue oh, yeah. in Colorado All right. No issue you want to go home, next weekend just in Moab <laughs> at elevation and 100 degrees the uh, cruiser does wow. not run well right now I've got to do some yeah. work on her <laughs> Which means yeah. I probably won't touch it until I have to actually do it before I go back yes. out there again. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, but yeah, so it was fun. Um, I'm, I'm good on a trip for a little bit right now. Yeah. A trip took yeah. me out. Uh, I think it was eight days straight sleeping out of, wow. the, out of the tent. Yeah. Uh, so that was a lot of fun. Um, actually, you got when I mean, you got into the groove of it, it wasn't even, it was just in the groove, Right. <laughs> Uh, but then once I got into my bed I was like damn yeah, oh, yeah. this is nice <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah I hope y'all enjoyed it uh, as far as the story goes we enjoyed it um, Yeah. y'all if you're thinking about getting out there and doing something like that fucking go do it what are you waiting on? Just plan it. You know, this trip, I had about a month of planning from when Lee came on the podcast to when we left and <laughs> we got out there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah like, he's like,
1: he invited you on the podcast. He's like, yeah, I'm going out there. And you're did. like, oh, he God, invited I can me on the podcast. Yeah, I
0: was like, I might be able to make that happen. Let's see. And, you know, sure enough, <laughs> That's we amazing. did. Let's do it. Um, but yeah, oh Jeff, a, a huge, a huge shout out because without you encouraging, you know, folks to get out there with their kids, I probably would not have taken Wyatt. But mm. I'm so oh, good. glad that I did That's because, awesome. um, you know, that'll be a memory that we're going to hold on to for a long time together. Uh, so there's that was,
1: so many things that you think about. Yeah, just so many things that you experience that you wouldn't normally do. Frustration, anger, you know, like all those different scenarios. It's so much. It's fun to just figure it out. You know. Alone time with the kiddos. Yeah,
0: I mean, he, he got to see, you know, just stuff that I mean, I, I didn't see until I was into my twenties, almost, as far as just parts oh, of the for world. Sure. And I'd never yes. been to Moab, so that was the first for both of us. And you know, you got to do a, a road trip across the country. That's pretty cool. You know, sleeps. You know, and some people are like, you're saying your eight year old slept in a tent for that many days. I'm like, yeah, like, like kids are. As you yeah. say, they're pretty resilient. You know, they yep. they don't they do not need all the things we think they need to be. No, to, to live. no like. not at all.
1: <laughs> exactly. I showed my son a video I picked up from school today. And he, he asked about my wench cable and how much it can hold. And I'm like, <laughs> he's six.
2: That's amazing. And
1: I said, I'll show you some testing videos. So I showed him like testing videos of wench ropes. And then I showed him the Ronnie Dahl video yeah. that I'm sure most of you guys have seen of like the wench testing yeah. and it like chops off mannequins hands and stuff. And it like chops them in half yeah. and dents cars up. Um, and the other weekend I was using my winch with a, with a snatch block to pull out some plants in my backyard and he, I was doing it and he started walking past the line and I started yelling at him and he's, and I mentioned to him when we were showing those videos and I was like, that's why I yelled at you. Cause mm-hmm. a wench line under tension, if it could snap, yep. boom, you know, it could take you out and you know it's you know he knows so much stuff that you know most people would never even know most adults would never even know about winches and straps breaking and stuff and he's six and experiences all that so it's an awesome thing to teach your kid
0: it is it is that's great man yeah yeah Shout out for that one. Without without that encouragement and, and kind of push, nice. I, I don't know if I'd have done it. Next
1: time you got to bring both. Next time you got to bring both.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know if Harper <laughs> will fear. I, I mean, I don't know if that I'm gets do that. real. It's gonna, it's gonna be a couple. That gets of years, real. Two three years for I'd do both of them uh, on a trip like that because. I'll need a, I'll need somewhere else for him to sleep at that point in time as well. Yeah, it'll be a, maybe I'll have you'll like be a,
1: drinking more beers and you'll be dealing with the headaches.
0: <laughs> yeah, at lower yeah. elevation, <laughs> that's what it is. I'll drink yeah. more beers and have yeah, more exactly, drinks. exactly. Oh, uh, cool. Well, this was fun, guys. Was well, fun. Another one in the books. Yep. Another one in the books. We'll uh we'll have to think of some good ideas for
2: the next one. Oh yeah, maybe we'll have some guests on. Yeah. Yeah, I got some guests I got to reach out to that we met out there that I haven't yeah. uh,
0: really made a push on. So, uh, Lee with Lee Sumner once again, he was he was out there uh, he was out there selling for us. He was getting them lined up. Uh, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know uh, I know I know some of those guys on the trip with us want to get on too and talk about the trip together. Um, so I think we might have another totally. episode where we can get on and, and have them yeah. on to you know get some different perspectives of the trip as well and, and kind of all chat fun. about it. So. There'll be some fun more, some more conversations coming out of this trip, I think, that we'll be able to share with people. And, and really, we just want to encourage folks to get out there and do that stuff. Like, it's not, you know, yeah, there were exactly. there were multiple regular vehicles that were running these these kind of side passes. You can get on the Alpine Loop in a, a you know, stock Jeep that's four by four, right? And you're going to be fine out there. Yeah, so. you
1: just got to do it. You yeah. just got to do it. It's getting that's out there and do it. If you ever thought about there. doing
0: it? Just go. Experience and do it. Yep. That's right. That's right. So hopefully we can inspire folks to get out there. We were all, me and Matt were first timers. Uh, Will was the first timer on some of those trails out there. And so, you know, find just somebody that's been there once or twice, follow them around, figure it out, go out with a buddy, do it again, right? But um, get out, go explore, go have some fun, go make some memories with your family.